From MPB Think Radio, this is Now You're Talking, and I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey. Hey, our first guest today said it herself. She may be small, but packs a powerful punch. Kimberly Campbell joins us in studio today. She's the Mississippi State Director of AARP and a former state representative. We'll talk about some of the most memorable moments in the legislature and the new mission that she's on to get people to take a stand with the AARP. Later, if you like country music, you'll love the Burnham Road Band. It's fronted by a brother and sister tag team, and we'll speak with them about their new album. Hey, if something sparks your interest today, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING or email me at marshall at mpbonline.org. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio, and we'll be back after the news. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Now You're Talking, and I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey. Happy Monday. I hope you're having an awesome day today. Gorgeous weather, and the good news is, even though it does feel like summer out there today, it's going to cool off later this week and there's even a slight chance of rain. Yes, I know you're thinking to yourself right now, Marshall, what is rain? Well, rain is this mysterious object that falls out of the sky, and when it hits your windshield, it causes people that are driving to go crazy. It is also wet. I know, wet. <laughs> kind of like when you turn on your faucet and you feel that funny substance that comes out. So, yes, there is a chance of rain later this week, and uh, no, the plants in my yard will be very happy about that. Uh, I am no felder rushing. I would care less if I ever watered anything because I am morally against throwing money out onto my grass. However, my poor <laughs> shrubs are starting to go down, so I may actually have to break the uh, Ninth Commandment on the Ramsey Ten Commandments, uh, Wait, thou shalt not used... waste money. We could have used some of this cool weather yesterday at the fair. It was hot. See, now that's the thing. And I saw your Facebook on that, and I'm going to chide you a little bit on that. You go to the fair on the last day, and you complain it smells bad. Well, this was my second time going. Okay, let me tell you this. That's like the going to a locker room so at the end of the season and saying, ooh, it smells like ammonia in here. Well, there is a reason. Marshall, do not say the words locker room. That Now, can't. we're, we're going we're gonna to do some <laughs> locker room talk here, okay? That's perfectly acceptable now. Smelly. I saw that on television. You can Smelly. say whatever you want to. I don't know. Um, I went, I went uh, last week, and it didn't smell so bad it's so weird because it smells so good in some areas and oh, you get it. it starts okay, you smelling get it. like death i mean it was well horrible. think about it i mean and, and i'm taking up for the fair here okay you got cows okay mm-hmm. and you know what cows produce and then but you i get, wasn't on the cow end but that doesn't matter <laughs> it just doesn't matter then you got um fried food which smells good generally but mm-hmm. after two weeks the grease gets a little putrid and then you've got garbage which they keep it clean they do a good job but occasionally some hits the ground see and yes. then you add 90 degrees it's kind of shake and bake yeah, and then at the and end of the body day, heat and body odors. It was just bad. Body it, yesterday was bad. Well, then bad. there's that too. I went back to get a funnel cake because the first time I didn't get a funnel cake, I went back and I, I was almost gagging. I didn't even have an appetite. It was it was bad. Well, see, I judged a pretty cow contest on Friday night, which is uh-huh. absolutely awesome. I will say that it's something I always <laughs> love to do. There were eight cows, and they were dressed up in costumes, nice, and being dragged around by incredibly adorable little kids, probably fifty pounds. And so you got a fifteen hundred pound, really mad cow, mm. not a mad cow as in mad cow, <laughs> but like an annoyed cow because normally cows don't dress up. And so they're being led around the ring by this adorable little child. I'm always afraid that somebody's going to get drugged to Canton. Oh, you know, by the cow. But this year it was complete. There was a Willy Wonka theme 
So, nice. the, so the kids were really cute, and they were dressed up as Willy Wonka Oompas. And they had a little milk mustache and everything else. So anyway, I judged the cow contest, get my cheese, because that's my judge's gift. I get some <laughs> Mississippi State cheese, which, by the way, the greatest cheese ever, just to let you know. And then I go get my free biscuit, because I do that every year at the fair. Got my free biscuit, and then I went home. So you know how much I spent? How much? Nothing. Yeah, I didn't even get a free biscuit. What? Yeah, by the time I got there yesterday, what? they had closed. No. So. <sighs> they ran out of biscuits. Yeah, they did. Man, I'm so sorry for you. Well, you I, get, but I'm not, I'm not going back to the fair. I, I don't think I can do it. And I especially felt so sorry for all the parents. The parents were fussing at the children and the children are crying. I mean, it just seemed like a weird dynamic. It is, like, I man, tell you what, stressful. though, it is a total melting pot of Mississippi because you see a little bit of everybody there in every mm-hmm. form, shape. I mean, you know, you just get all kinds of strange things sold together. And it, it's, I don't know. I kind of enjoy it, although I never tell my children that it's going on. Good for you. Yeah, because it saves me a small <laughs> fortune and, you know, buying right. tickets on that. Someday my kids are going to drive by. What's that, Daddy? Is that a fair? No, 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 no on that. Um, Friday night, coming up this Friday night, is PBS is going to have a Hamilton special. And you may be familiar with Hamilton the play, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, my son loves it and everything else. And it's going to be that. He's the one who got me interested in it. And I'm completely hooked on it. It's really done well. And, of course, I'd love to have seen it in New York. But the chances of you getting a ticket are about the same as winning the lottery. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to happen. And anyway, there was one story on there that I thought was fantastic. I mean, one song at the very end. It's called Who Lives, Who Dies, and Who Tells Your Story. And, man, I tell you what, that hit really hit home for me. Because I'm thinking about, you know what, at the end of the day, when you pass, the only people who are going to be able to be around to tell your story are the people that you had personal contact with. And mm-hmm. guess what? If you're a complete jerk to them, guess what your story is going to be? Yeah. And I was like, man, that's actually quite sobering. But I'm really looking forward to it. It is, of course, going to be on MPB on Friday night. I think it's at 8 o'clock. And, of course, we'll be at a football game because my son's in the band. But we're going to, I'm going to try to figure out the DVR because, well, I never use, I never watch television so that much. <laughs> so we're going to do that. But I was going to brag on him. His band won over at Hoover, big band competition. So mm-hmm. I had some proud dad moments. And my son, my eighth grader, got moved up to varsity on cross country. Wow. And came in, I think, 19th out of 200 oh, on wow. for his first varsity meet. So I was running this morning. And I ran, I was just not feeling well. And I ran like an 11 minute mile. Mm -hmm. And I realized suddenly that I ran one mile in the same time that my son can run two. Oh my. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, I'm not going to mention that to him. And also too, uh, Dak. Is killing. I mean, I know he he broke the record. He did 176 pass attempts without a pick. And And he broke Tom Brady's record. He broke Tom Brady's. Yeah. yeah, And And with a fully inflated ball. I will say that. He did it with a fully inflated ball. Then he naturally got picked at 177. But yeah, that's okay. Well, do you think Romo should uh, resume that position? No. No. But you know what? I bet he ends up getting there because that's just Jerry Jones for you. Mm -hmm. I mean, the guy's incredibly brilliant and he's like one step forward, two steps back all the time. But he does have a nice stadium. But Dak has 1,486 yards so far this season, seven touchdowns and one one interception. That's pretty impressive. But you know what? You think about this, okay? We've got a lot of people out in this world that think the whole world is against them and they're victim and the system's rigged or whatever the case would be. Here's Dak, okay? Nobody thought Dak should even be a quarterback. Oh, yeah, you'd be a good tight end or whatever it is they're going to throw at him. Oh, you're now a third-string quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. What, what was Dak's reaction? Did he complain? Oh, that's not fair. I was a star in college. I should be a star now. No. He said, you know what? I am so thankful that I'm here at the Dallas Cowboys. And then he got busy and worked his butt off. Mm -hmm. And guess what happened? Well, 
the number two guy got hurt. So suddenly Dak's number two. And Dak continued to work even harder. Okay? So yeah. that's going good. Okay? That's, and then guess what happens? The, Tony Romo breaks his back again, which I can't believe the guy even was playing after he broke his back the first time. And I like Romo. I'm not sitting there dissing on him or anything. But Dak was ready, and he stepped into the limelight when the chance go, and he didn't fall down on his face because right. he would have been preparing quietly. You know, he that and, and I'm sitting here right now and I've got a friend who's a coach out in San Diego and we bounce back and forth on Twitter a lot. And I said, you know, being an athlete is hard because I was a good athlete and it's a mental thing. But being a parent of an athlete is even harder because you want to teach your kid those kind of values. And so, I mean, I've got my kids sitting there watching Dak. I was like, OK, this is why you need to go through life on that. Definitely. I Absolutely. Mean, yeah. You don't just sit there and say, you know, it's not fair. The refs aren't fair. You know, whatever the excuse of the day may be. It's called pre- preparation. Beat the ref. Yeah. Really just be hard. ready. Always so, be and ready. And you've done that. And to your credit, got to give you, and you've done that, Sharita. You've worked your can off and you're now successful. Where were you last weekend? This past weekend, I was in Colleen, Texas, the home of Fort Hood. So I was in the midst of lots of military Oh, folks. how was that? <laughs> it was fun. Was it fun? Yeah, there were about 1,500 people there uh, at the Civic Center in Colleen, and it was a really, really nice show. It was fun. Well, congratulations. And, of course, you, you probably had a few stories to tell from your time in the in the Guard. Yeah, I told a couple basic training stories and how crazy the drill sergeants are and how I was just ready to come home week one of being in the military. So, and so you had a bunch of sergeants well. staring at you for, like with their eyebrows down? <laughs> yeah, sergeant majors all kind of folks came up to me afterwards so and gave you a little bit it made you do push-ups yeah I, no I, I wish they would no i am out of the army i'm not doing any more push-ups for the rest of my life yeah that's what i've heard about <laughs> you anyway well congratulations glad you made it home in time and thank you we've got a fantastic desk guest guest coming up next kimberly campbell's going to be joining us you might recognize that name there was a great great passionate speech that she did about the airport bill that was last legislature. She's a former legislature, legislator and now head of the AARP here in Mississippi. Glad that she's here, so we're going to talk with her. Ah, great Monday. Thanks for listening. Of course, you can give us a call at any time at 877-672-7464. That's MPB Ring. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. You're listening to Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey on MPB Think Radio. To call the show, dial 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464 or email marshall at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey. I hope you're having a great Monday. We are, and I thank you for listening, too. Sharita, I gotta, before we jump in with Kimberly, I got to say last week we had a lot of fun that we got to record and tape what's going to be a really neat little mini kind of documentary throughout next year. We're going to be mm-hmm. doing one minute uh, segments on Mississippi history. And so you and I got to do that last week 
And yeah, that was this, quite, this quite TV f- thing is hard. I tell you, I, I really appreciate radio after doing TV and having to look right and sound right. It is really challenging. Well, it's, it's so it was so funny because I mean, we have to read off the teleprompter one minute things, and, and I can't see. And it was well, I can't see, and it was it was one of the things. Number one, we were on our feet all day, so that mm-hmm. was that was interesting. You were smart enough to wear tennis shoes. I yes. wore high heels, so it was a little bit more <laughs> difficult. But but I tell you, it was it was fascinating because I, I read the prompter for the conversation show mm-hmm. when I do that. But I only do the opening. I, most of the rest of the show is just like what we do right here. It's totally yeah. unscripted. I don't write down questions. We just carry on conversation. But it's, it was so different than what I normally do because instead of doing just kind of a sing song up and down, read the thing, we were actually storytelling. Mm-hmm. And so we would do it repeatedly until we got the story exactly right. And one of the problems I have, and I think this is something just from reading normally off a of paper, is that I miss words. Mm-hmm. And there would be like words like creditors that I kept making creators. Oh. And I'd go through like one or two or three or four or five takes of, you know, me saying the same word. And they just look at me like, are you completely dim or what? <laughs> well, and, and then when you have to do a retake, you're thinking about what you have to correct. And then you mess it up again. So, right. but I was lucky to, lucky to have Carrie Horn. Yeah. She was there. right. Well, she was right there with me too. And and man, and so. her, her coaching really, really did help me. And I had to read a scary story. So that brought me way out of my character. Like it was a dark and gloomy night. That's not my character, yeah. my personality. So that was really just a, a, a I was I was very shy and and afraid to do this, but I did it, and so I hope people will enjoy it, and I hope it's convincing. <laughs> well, you know, Carrie's one of the the, the hosts too. You you yes. and me and her, the three of us, and which was terrible grammar, but I apologize. But it was, it was I would get one that was really funny, and, and you do that, and then you get one that's like very serious, and mm-hmm. so you have to completely tone it down again, and. Um, I get to do it again because there was a little bit of a glitch in some of them, so I get to go back and do that. But it was so redeem much fun. yourself. Redeem myself, yes. Yeah. But we were staying in this beautiful library in this gorgeous home, and it was just really kind of a really cool thing to do. Yeah, so folks should be on the lookout for that next year. Yeah, that'll <laughs> be fun. All right. Without further ado, I'm very. I, we've already been talking now for probably about forty five minutes. So <laughs> just glad that she's in the house. We got Kimberly Campbell in, former state representative, now the Mississippi State Director of AARP, which is. The uh, organization that sends you stuff to make you realize that you are ancient, which I have just now started getting. Thank you. And I'm just, for the rest of America, I'd like to ask, why did you put Luke Perry on the front of your magazine to make all of us feel old? Of course, he was the star of 90210, which is apparently now is the average age must be like retirement age of that zip code. But you, you know, it, it's so funny. Uh, we've heard this from across the country that that one cover made everyone start thinking, oh, my gosh, am I there now? And we're like, yes, we are there now. For those of us that were, you know, uh, swooning after Luke Perry uh, in the 90s from 90210. Uh, but, but you know, really what we look at, we don't want you to look at AARP as the end of life, like gloom and doom, like this is you're heading to the nursing home. Okay. It's really about the next chapter. You're what's next. I mean, we, right. we, we're much more vibrant now. I mean, 50 is not what 50 used to be. 70 is not what 70 used to be. So uh, most Americans in in our demographic uh, that that we are concerned about are still very active people. Most of them are still working. Most of them are still giving back to the community. So it's about living your best life at any age. I'm going to be William Winter. (laughs) I love Governor Winter. Yes, yes. He's he's always been a great mentor of mine. 
Mm-hmm. He's always been a great mentor of mine. And so uh, he definitely is one that we probably need to have on the cover about disrupting aging. So, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, he's in his like 91, 92, comes pulling yes. up in his car, pops mm-hmm. out, and, you know, has better energy than I have at half his age. Yes, and, yeah. and mind is brilliant. Oh, yeah. Absolutely brilliant. If you ever get a chance to, and that's anyone, if anyone ever has the, t- the chance to have him one-on-one, you will be blessed. Oh, I'm yeah. telling you, you will be blessed with his wealth of knowledge. Oh, it's incredible. I mean, and I had... I'm coming out with a 20th anniversary cartoon book this year. It'll be out November 1st. And okay. I was trying to think, well, who am I going to do the Ford for the book? Right. I thought right. about you, but I, I knew you were busy. <laughs> but but I had go, I asked Governor Winters, so would you please do this? Because oh, yeah. I figure he's Wonderful. seen about every cartoon that's ever been drawn in Mississippi. Exactly. And, exactly. You know, from the time that he's been in, in service. Mm-hmm. He wrote the nicest thing. It was just incredible. It's well, like, and he's such a pivotal part to Mississippi history and Mississippi right. politics. So, yeah. Okay. You're from Jackson. And... um you, there was a little thing that I don't think either Sharita or I, either one of us knew. Okay. But your mom played a big part here at MPB. Yes, Which yes. was ETV at the time. Right, uh, right. But she was the first African-American director of ETV. Yes, she was. She was the first uh, executive producer. She had the first uh, statewide show that had that the host was an African-American, which was herself. Yeah. So uh, it was funny coming through the doors today. I, I, I started having flashbacks of being like five and six and a 10-year-old kid running around and sitting in the studio. Uh, I've, I've seen my mother interview people from the likes of Cicely Tyson, uh, Coretta Scott King, Avery Brooks. So, yeah, so there's a lot of history here, yeah. Well, that's incredible. And, of course, did you did that kind of light a fire under you that make you want to get into this business? It, it did. Uh, and, and from here, my mother also served in Governor Ray Mavis's uh, administration. So we were always a part of politics. I yeah. mean, from, you know, being 10 years old, you know, we helped in campaigns, walking door to door. And both of my parents were very, you know, big in the community and uh, and supporting good people to yeah. being in office. Well, that's so it's no real big shock that you decided to run for office. It, it wasn't. Well, I tell you two things. One, my upbringing, but also whenever I was going off to school, each time I was away. Which was three times. Which was three times. Yeah. My, my father laughs and calls me the SEC baby. He says all his money was left in the SEC because I'm a graduate of Mississippi State. Uh, my master's is from Auburn and then my law degree is from Ole Miss. So he, he still reminds me to this day, all of my money is in the SEC. But whenever I would come home, uh, whether it was church members, community members, people would always say, don't forget about Mississippi. Don't forget about Jackson, because unfortunately, usually our brightest, once they leave, they don't come home. Uh, I have wonderful friends that are doing great things in California, New York, uh, but they didn't come home. And so when I made the decision to come home, that was always a part of my plan. I always knew I wanted to be part of the community in some way to serve in leadership. And I've Mm -hmm. always loved policy. And so what better way, uh, you know, outside of practice in law, but true policy that would affect people's day-to-day lives than the legislature. Talk about the first day that you walked into the legislature, because that had to be almost like a brain freeze. It, it really is. It's it's surreal. It's overwhelming. Uh, like with anything else, you start to wonder, uh, can I do this? Do yeah. I have what it takes? But uh, I, I'm a I'm a deep faith-filled person, and so I always believe that whether man thinks you're supposed to be somewhere or not, if God opens the door, he knows he's given you the, the skills and, and the tools and the talents to do what needs to be done. So I had to hold on to that, and I had to be true to me. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I, I 
couldn't be someone that I'm not. Uh, and sometimes that rubs people the wrong way on both sides of the aisle, whether it's both political parties, both races. I mean, I am who I am. Uh, I'm a committed to the people. I'm You're very shy. Uh, yeah, you can tell I'm very shy. I know. Those that would know my mother, Ruth Campbell, would know I, I'm coming from a shy woman. And that that's definitely a joke. But uh, but yeah. And so you have to have your own voice and you have to believe in doing things the way that you believe things should be done. Right. You, you go in, of course, you're representing Jackson. Yes. And so that had to be interesting, too, because there's uh, sometimes there's a different feel outside of Jackson toward Jackson. So you're kind of fighting that, too. You know, you? And unfortunately, for, you know, and we could go back. Uh, I'm thinking about some other conversations I've had with Governor Winter about the, the, the issues with the love that Jackson does not seem to have at the Capitol, to be very honest with you. But you're right. Um, you know, you're fighting a battle. You know, Jackson is, is up against a lot of other, you know, mindsets and a lot of other beliefs from from other counties. And so it was hard. It definitely yeah. was hard. Uh, but my district was really funny because I also had four precincts in Madison County, in Ridgeland. Mm-hmm. So, um, and even Pocahontas. I go as far down as, as Pocahontas, Mississippi. So it's a unique district. It's a very mixed district. But, you know, of course, Jackson was my heart. Jackson was my baby. So, yeah, definitely on that. And, you know, the one thing about people in the legislature, not people say, why haven't you drawn a cartoon about me? Because <laughs> usually sometimes there's, there's like the, the people that are like busy mm-hmm. and so forth, and there's other people drinking coffee. Mm-hmm. But you became famous last year um, and became a, a Facebook and YouTube uh, sensation. Yeah, that was pretty wild. Really- I was not expecting that. That was pretty wild. Uh, that kind of took on a life of its own. Well, you know, I, I think it was over the airport bill. That was over the airport bill, yeah. and, and I'm to this day, people will stop me in the grocery store and say, "Oh, you know, I saw the video. You know, I I, I support you, or or I or I, do, I don't support you. It doesn't really matter." to me uh, how our person feels one way or the other. But what I thought was even the bigger issue is is my opinion of what I see us not being able to work together at the Capitol anymore. Right. Um, and, and this, you know, you can ask members that had, I was there nine years, but there have been members that have been there 30 and 40 years from both parties, both races, that will all say it's not what it used to be. Yeah. Um, of course, you know, you're always going to have a D, you're always going to have an R, and of course there are certain issues that we're not going to agree with each other on. But then there are a whole lot of other issues to where we used to be able to come and say, okay, this is local. This is a local issue. Uh, when I first came there, that's one of the first things I heard from senior members of both parties, both races, say, look, if it's local, we just stay out of it. Usually we'll turn to the person that it's in that in that area, that county, that city, and say, is this something that you all want? Because if it is, I'll vote for it. Because it's a matter, it's like a gentleman's agreement. It's a matter of respect then, because when it's my local, I don't want you to tell me what to do in my area. And so it was more that being the issue of all of a sudden, all the rules don't exist anymore. And uh, because I felt I had given votes for people for their local projects in their areas, because I felt I shouldn't tell your area, whether it's Brookhaven, Rankin County or wherever, what to do in your area. I mean, of course, you know, you know we're not talking about major things that are that I would think is, is against my personal beliefs. But we're talking about local politics, you know, local businesses, local infrastructures. I, I would always give my vote for people to have what they needed in their areas. And likewise, I would respect those votes back. So when it came to removing the airport from my city, I did take great offense to that. Uh, the airport was not in any trouble. Uh, we were not in any financial issues. Um, the FAA did not call us and say, this is an issue. You know, it needs to be taken over. So it was kind of like being blindsided as to, well, what is this about? Why, why is this an issue? So that, 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 was, that, that was a lot of it. It was a lot of just, you know, what, what's going on here? 
Well, we do actually have a, a little bit of that speech, so Sharita <laughs> would like to share that with us. I work hard for my property. But now all of a sudden, someone else thinks they have the right to drive down my street and say, I can manage that better than you. How dare you? When I was vice chair of local and private, for many of you out there, from South Mississippi to North Mississippi, I never had a dog in that fight. But I was many times, as Chairman Perkins can tell you, the one vote on local and private to help you get your legislation out. Because I felt the people in your area elected you. My Jackson self shouldn't tell you what to do in Ruleville, Plantersville, Tupelo, Gulfport, Meridian. I supported you. You know, we always hear about political capital. You see, I've made many deposits into the bank of good faith, the bank of goodwill, the bank of working across party lines. I have voted with the majority on some things that people in my district say I shouldn't have done. I've been called a sellout by people in my own race because I believe in voting for something that's right. Well, that was subtle. <laughs> I know I'm shy. Can't you? Yeah, tell? very shy. Very shy. What kind of reaction did you get? Uh, you know, mostly support, e- even from uh, many of my Republican colleagues. Uh, mm-hmm. To be very honest with you, and, and many of them did say, you know, you, you're actually right. You know that that is how we did used to do things. Right. Is respecting each other's uh, boundaries and in each other's you know uh, businesses and legislation. But you know, it's just it's just a change. Yeah. Um. You know, and I'm really fair about saying that I don't place the blame on just one party over the other. I mean, we've got. In fact, if I say anything, the issue is with what I would call the dinosaurs out of both parties. I mean, we've got some individuals that, you know, they won't get get on an elevator if too many white members are on it. We've got some individuals that won't get on an elevator if too many black members are on it. We should be taking the stairs anyway. Well, you know, there you go. But I'm like, you know, that's that that's crazy, you know. And so until the the extremes, I think, um, are, are not. In power, I think that's right. when we will, you know, continue to have some of the issues that we have. Well, right after that speech, the the job opened up to be state director of the AARP, and you said, hmm, "I think I'll think about that." Well, you know, it's funny. I, I have served nine legislative sessions, and and I and I do feel good about uh, my my time. But I always knew, even coming in, that the legislature was not going to be my end game. Yeah. I, I didn't. I, I had no desire to be one that would be there twenty or thirty or forty years. And no offense to those that are. I mean, I. Some of you know, on both sides, I, I love them dearly, but I just knew that that was not going to be my calling. Right. And so I was I had gotten to the point even last year of really thinking, OK, what's my next step? Yeah. And uh, and so when this uh, arose and, and it was like hmm, started looking better and better and I thought, hmm. Maybe this might be my next step. So, yeah. And, and as I went through the process, uh, as we always say, it was as, as, as Sharita would, would laugh at me. It was a big blessing, Sharita. I, and you know what I'm saying when I said it? It was a big blessing. So I couldn't turn it down. Exactly. <laughs> so I had to go. <laughs> like the old joke about the old story about the guy on the roof. He's waiting for God to send him. You know, right. someone to save him and That's the boats right. keep passing. That's right. You got to know when he sends you that boat, you got to jump in it. So, yeah. So um, it, it's a new life. Uh, 
but I was able to leave the legislature and leave the practice of law. So I said, you can't beat that when I can no longer have to practice law or be at the legislature. Yeah, it's a miracle. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to continue with Kimberly Campbell with, of course, the AARP. We're going to talk a little bit more about that. And, of course, being a parent, too. Yes, That's, wonderful. Talk We'd about a full-time it. job. Full-time, yes. Exactly. We'll talk about that, too. This is Now You're Talking. Give us a call anytime, 877-672-7464. That's 877-MPB-RING. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. Happy Monday. Hope you're having a good day. And we're having a great show. I want to thank you for listening. You can give us a call anytime at 877-672-7464. Because, hey, this is your show. We'd love to hear from you. Kimberly Campbell is in for a second segment with Team AARP. I love that. So you're, you're the director. You're now in charge. Did you just go in and just start throwing your way around saying, you know what, guess what, this is my job now? No, no, not at all. Okay. Um, you know, like I said, it, it was... It, I would have. It, it, oh, I would have been impossible. It, it's a nice change from being in the legislature. It yeah. really is. And so uh, there was a, a, a team in place. I did have to hire on a new advocacy director, So, uh, and she's with us now. So we're, we're, we're ready. We're ready to do some really, really good things uh, in the state. What's the number one issue that you're up to? Number one issue that we're dealing with right now is, of course, the presidential elections, uh, AARP is nonpartisan, although people yeah. tend to think that we're not, but we really are. Yeah. Uh, our biggest thing, uh, we've hosted on the national level, that's the other thing, I do spend a lot of time in D.C., so D.C. Yeah. seems to be my, my second home at the moment. But um, we have had some debates with uh, the vice presidents and the president's debates in mm-hmm. our larger offices, and locally we've been doing debate watch parties. We'll be on the coast on Wednesday for the last presidential <laughs> debate. Yeah. So, are you, uh, is everybody going to be drug tested? Because that's one of the latest <laughs> See, things. Marshall, don't get me in trouble. I have to ask that offline. Okay. All right. <laughs> but, you know, basically, when we say take a stand, we're wanting uh, both of the candidates to just really understand making Social Security solvent for future yeah. generations. Uh, whatever the plan is, we just want that to be one of their priorities. See, I've always figured, because I'm of the age now, that I had a better chance of seeing Elvis pop out of a UFO <laughs> getting Social Security. So, but you think there's well, a chance, huh? You know, well, we want it to be, you know, because we understand everybody doesn't, for instance, with AARP, we're, we're blessed and fortunate enough to have 401ks and a pension. Well, we understand saying most Americans will not get that. Right. And so most Americans, the only thing that they'll have in retirement is Social Security. Yeah. So that's why it's important for us, for the candidates, to make whichever one wins, gets into the White House to make this a priority. And not to get partisan here real quick, but have you heard some things from both candidates that you like and that you're worried about and so forth? So You know, to be honest, they they have both, you know, months and months ago uh, issued very brief statements that basically saying, yes, it's important to us, but yeah. neither of them has really, really made fleshed it. it out, have 
fleshed yeah. it out. And as you've noticed on the debate stage, there haven't been any questions about it. And we've been really rallying, trying to at least get that as a question. So we've got one more shot. So we'll see what happens. What's well, kind of interesting and just to kind of throw my two cents on watching the debates. Um, it seems like a lot of personality questions are getting it thrown is, out there more than is. policy instead questions. Of substantial policy issues. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I think that's what, you know, I would think that most of the American public would want to hear the substantial information. You know, you and I are about in the same game when it comes to parenting. Yes. Uh, you have daughters, I have sons, about yes. the same ages, I yes. believe it or not, yes. same range. Yes. They are 14, 7, and 5. <laughs> so uh, forget your job. You're, that's, that's right. That's what keeps you busy right there. That, that's what keeps me really busy. It, it's funny. In fact, my, my youngest daughter is still trying to understand me not working, not being at the Capitol. She's like, so mom, you, you don't sit in the chair anymore at the Capitol on the news? I was like, no, baby, mom is not in the legislature anymore. So that's been kind of funny. But yeah, d- dealing with them and, and I'm divorced also, although my ex-husband and I are really good friends, but he but I'm just making the point that he's not even here. So he's the mayor of Holly Springs. Okay. Most people know Holly Springs is about three hours away from us. So, yeah. So I'm really busy because yeah. I have it all. You know, I 55 <laughs> quite well. So. Yes. Yes, I do. So but uh, but yes, it, it's a lot of work, but I would not change it for anything in the world. What I was really their reaction would. when your video went viral? They were really proud with the airport visit because, you know, the news kept cycling it yeah. and, and friends at school and 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 the teachers and the church so they they were excited and they would always say mommy get them <laughs> that's funny because um my boys are completely oblivious to what i do they don't pay attention to it <laughs> they, it's weird they're like i've got to go uh, tomorrow to my son's school and talk uh-huh. about editorial cartooning to the whole school and uh-huh. he's in eighth grade and i can guarantee that i'm going to humiliate him <laughs> just you know how i'm going to do it <laughs> Breathing. breathing. Just me breathing is going to humiliate him. He's going to be like, oh, Dad. Is that the 16-year-old? No, it's the 13-year-old. It's the 13-year-old. Yeah, okay. the 16. We, you know, they, they get a little wacky because my 14-year-old is kind of like that. Yeah, yeah you they have get to drop little... him off a half mile yeah. from the school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah we're, That's we're at that stage That's right them. now. And he's a good kid. I mean, he's, it's funny because none of them draw. Uh-huh, um, yeah, uh-huh. one of them started drawing, and I whacked his hand with a ruler. So, you, know, like, <laughs> so you, you messed it up. So, but do you think your your girls are going to follow your footsteps? You know, I, I think at least one of them probably will. Um, at least in public service in some you know avenue because yeah. they're around. I think whenever children are brought up in that well, space, you were. yeah, I, I mean, that's why I yeah. ended up how I ended up. So whenever you're brought up in that space, they'll do something on, on that type of stage or level. I think that's pretty cool. I mean, that makes you proud. It does. It really does. It does make you proud. Well, you got any last thoughts? Um, well, first of all, with AARP, we're always looking for more volunteers. Okay. <laughs> so we always take more volunteers. We do a lot of community service around the state. Uh, I'll, I'll often say it's the best nonprofit agency because I don't have to fundraise. I just yeah. have to write checks out to people right. uh, to, to better what, what they're doing. Uh, as far as politics, um, I'm, I'm wishing all of my colleagues the best come January. That's right. Uh, I'm glad I will not be down there to punch it's a button. It's going to be a tough year. Not a lot of money out there. So. <laughs> but it's going to be a tough year. Yeah. I, I think they've got some real hard battles and hard decisions ahead of them. They really do. And I think... For as much as I joke about it, I mean, there are some good people that want to make the right there, decision. There's some great people down there. Uh, again, like I said, I think you, you've got a few that that I call extreme in both parties. Yeah. And if the moderates in both parties would take over <laughs> and make the extreme left and extreme right be quiet, we could actually get some work done. And, and I really do mean that because you could be concerned about everybody. Yeah, you know, you're going to put me out take. of a job. I'll have nothing you to do You don't have about. anything to do there. If everybody I mean, tries to work together, yeah. you don't have anything to do. Exactly. Okay. And I was going to ask you, who's going to be on your magazine next month to make me feel really old? You know, I'm not sure, but <laughs> Lou Perry has, has really taken us to a whole different level when we put him on there. 90210, so. <laughs> Lou Perry, I'm 50 years old. Okay, well, that's great. But now you've got Janet Jackson that's pregnant at 50. We had her on our cover 
two months ago. Yeah. So yeah, that one's, yeah. That's, yeah. I so can't even imagine it's, that. It's a new life. It's yeah. a new day. I mean, because seriously, I was 39 when we had our last one, and I had no energy whatsoever. So, I mean, <laughs> God bless her for that one. Kimberly, thank you for coming in. Thank we you appreciate for having it. me. That's awesome. That's pretty good. Of course, Kimberly Campbell is at AARP. You can uh, and you can find her on YouTube too. She's famous <laughs> as well. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, I'm very excited to have in the studio a lot of talent. Believe it or not, and we're going to get a third person in talent in here eventually. We do know that they're locked outside. We got a couple of uh, Brandon, Mississippi natives, TJ and Laura Lee Burnham. I would take it that y'all must know each other and be related, correct? <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Okay, let me ask you this because I have two older sisters. Um, how do you get along? That's impressive. Uh, well, we get along really well, actually. Um, when we were younger, we used to always want to, you know, beat each other <laughs> so up. Your mama she always bossed me around, and then I got a little bigger than her, so now. <laughs> you know what? That happened to me, too, because one day I got bigger, and I flipped my sister and laid her loud on her back, and then I think I woke up the next day with one eyebrow. You know, Because so, sisters will get you when you're asleep. Oh, yeah, she will. But that's awesome, because now I was just thinking, because my parents never let us sit together in church, so I always had those moments, so I understand that. But when did y'all figure out that, A, you were musical, and, B, that y'all could be musical at the same time together in the same room? Um, well, we've, we've been singing together, um, uh, our whole life. I mean, musically, yeah. my mom, my dad, uh, my grand, my grandpa plays guitar. He's the one that kind of inspired me to, to pick up. I got my first guitar from him when I was nine. Wow. Um, yeah. And I yeah. didn't really start playing until I was about 13 though. When but, you uh, figure girls will get into the equation. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I've got that a son football, like that. Yeah, it, it worked exactly. pretty good. <laughs> but, <laughs> it's uh, better drawn. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. No, we just, uh, we've been singing together our whole life and, you know, in church, in and out and, uh, Laura Lee was doing a bunch of competitions, karaoke kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I got out of college, I started playing around Jackson area, just acoustic, but kind of by myself. Yeah. Uh, I've always wanted to have a band. And I had a little band in um, youth Well, in youth. whenever I was in high school. We had like a Christian rock band. Oh, that's it was cool. like my first band I was yeah. ever in. Um, that was kind of actually one thing, because we actually traveled to uh, different churches and stuff like that and played. Um, that was one thing that kind of gave me my first little, got my feet wet in the whole you know music traveling and stuff uh but anyway when i got out of college i started playing around jackson and by myself and i really wanted uh to start singing with laura lee and which we'd always sang together our whole life but i just never knew any musicians around you know the the jackson area and uh anyway we just kind of sat down and i called her up and we talked about it and decided we wanted to put something together and um i had some other friends that knew some friends that were you know uh, my first drummer uh which were still good friends and uh he actually graduated from pearl um and he was one of the first ones i kind of met and then we just went from there and just got our you know got the band going and uh which i've been in and out of different members and stuff over the past four or five years but uh everything's finally coming together and we you know we just chasing we know what we want to do and it's definitely. I'll let Laura Lee talk a little bit. So yeah, I say, she is in the room. I promise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let me ask you this because I, I've talked to different people that are you know, family members that sing together, and they said there's almost like there's some kind of magical connection to where you can guess when somebody's going to go high and you need to go low oh, yeah. and all that. Definitely. So y'all I got that, that going. Yeah. I don't even have to look at him when I'm singing, and I'll I'll know exactly what he's about to do. So I mean, it's just kind of in our blood, you know. Yeah. 
So. That's neat. That was a family thing too. Yeah. I mean, I bet you all's family is actually pretty fun to hang around because y'all yeah. get together and sing and everything. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. my aunt and my mom. I mean, they sang yeah. whenever they had a little uh, Christian group, you know, and they yeah. go to different churches and stuff. So I kind of, you know, watched them growing up. Yeah. So you so. really had no chance whatsoever. <laughs> no, exactly. we had no chance. <laughs> well, I, and I've heard both of you singing individually. You both have fantastic voices. Thank you. It really Thank was. You. So, and I mean, that what a great idea to get you together. Mm-hmm. And uh, your debut. EP was Cheers to Goodbye. I mean, talk about that, too. I mean, when you putting out something, having a product, having something to obviously sell at the end of a concert, but that's a lot of work and a lot. It's it is. really tough. Mm-hmm. We've been working on it for a year now. Wow. We recorded last Halloween so at Delta yeah. State University. So it's been it's been going on for a year. So that's a baby so. that takes a long time yeah, to be born. Yeah. It does. It's a lot of work that goes into well, it. You mentioned Delta State. I take it y'all know Steve Azar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we actually yeah, opened up, up for him yeah. um, at Brandon Day a couple of years back. He's a pretty cool so, guy. Yeah, he yeah. is. Yeah. He's a nice guy. I don't guy. know if you bumped into him or not, but you've, you've been able to open up for some really incredible bands. Talk about that, because, I mean, it's these are some high-powered names. Yeah, it's been awesome. I yeah. mean, it's just, you get up there and you're like, oh my gosh, is this happening? There's a lot of people out there. <laughs> yeah, there really is. But, you know, it's just... It's great that we get to do that. Have so. you been able to really talk and meet to meet any of the other folks? Have they been able to give you any advice on how to, you know, keep going? We got to meet Little Big Town. Um, I got to meet Kimberly, and she got a picture of her. Um, I didn't get to actually meet. <laughs> He's smiling, by the way. <laughs> yeah. He got a big smile on his face. We didn't get to meet Josh Turner. We actually were, uh, I mean, right there close to him. I mean, within. it was just kind of hectic that day. You yeah, know, we didn't really swamped. actually get to talk yeah. to him. Um, but yeah, we did get to meet Little Big Town. They were they were great, great people, uh, very talented, and it was it was awesome open for them. Um, we got to meet Brian Davis. We opened up for him as well. Uh, he's kind of an upcoming guy. Um, he writes Brent. for Brantley Gilbert. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He's we got all, to meet he's and hang out with him. Songwriter, right? Oh yes, yeah. yeah. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, um, Karen Fairchild from Little Big Town was actually best friends with a girl I dated in high school. I didn't even know she could sing in high school. And then one day I turn on the TV and it's like, there's Karen. Oh my gosh, she can sing like a she's beautiful. So there you yeah. go. So yeah. and she looks a lot younger than I do. Go figure. <laughs> so on that. All right, we're going to continue with Burnham Road after the break. This is now you're talking on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. All right, welcome back. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. You are listening to the fantastic sounds of Burnham Road. Is there actually a Burnham Road? There is. There's like two or three, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, our family uh, is from Puckett. Uh, Well, my dad's side of the family is from Puckett, and they actually live on Burnham Road. Exactly, because that's pretty normal around Mississippi. You get the family roads. So So that's how you came up with the title. Yeah, actually, my dad had suggested it, and uh, because we used to go by just, it was was T.J. Burnham and the Halfway Home Band, but that was too long to remember. So then when we just went with my name, and then uh, whenever we figured out we wanted to be more of like a duet kind of thing, yeah. Uh, my dad actually mentioned that idea, and we liked 
it. And, uh, yeah, that's that's kind of how that originated. Talk a little bit about your album. Uh, what are some of the topics that y'all, y'all got on there? Are these songs, are these covers, y'all written some of the songs? or? Yeah, they're all five originals. Uh, Larley has one on there that she she did, uh, what, about a year and a half ago? Something like that. Uh, yeah, closer to two years ago. Yeah. Well, we're gonna, we're gonna, well, let's play a little bit of one. Sharita's got it going here. Which one's this song? This it's is uh, Rankin County Line. Yeah, Rankin County Line. <laughs> Ooh, I like that little yeah. slice of home there. Yeah, yeah it, it tells basically uh, it's stuff that I've lived, things that uh, growing up as high school, because in the first verse I talk about uh, high school and football games and stuff like yeah. that, you know, parties. With, you, you know how it is when yeah. you're young. and uh, That's basically what this song is about, just basically reminiscing on uh, things that I lived as a high school kid. And, um, all my friends that hung out with, you know, and uh, kind of how we did things on the weekends. <laughs> I, I almost couldn't put half the stuff I did in a song. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's listen to a little bit. like how laura lee comes in right there that's really <laughs> nice too so on that yeah that's that pretty much is remember uh, i remember friday night sounded yep, very much yep. like that yep. that's perfect on that um uh, i tell you um now is it is it out yet what the, the, the ep, EP? Yeah. no not okay, yet okay if i tell you because it didn't look um when you handed us the ep it looked like it was still handwritten when's it right. coming out it uh hopefully we're gonna have it on itunes by wednesday i'm hoping by wednesday yeah i'm hoping or at least for sure by the end of this week okay i knew it was um, coming soon man that's like just in time for christmas yeah i'm telling yeah. you it's gonna be because that was our goal was we wanted to have it all done and out by the end of the month yeah. um and then we actually we just got our ep back uh from our master copy back it came in friday and we were actually in louisiana playing this weekend my dad texted me and was like hey your ep's here so we're waiting on uh, a couple things, cover photo and a couple other things to get here, and uh, then we're going hopefully by Wednesday or Thursday is what I'm what I'm looking at. It's like Christmas. Yeah, it is. Exactly. It really is. It's like it, y'all are really excited about that. Yeah. And you've really found a great audience, too. I mean, people mm-hmm. really seem to like what you're doing. You're doing a lot of traveling and everything else. So right, right. That's pretty fun. It's awesome. I love well, it. Let me ask a question. Um, I'm a musician, and I know sometimes when you're performing, it's difficult to introduce your original music because everybody wants to hear everybody covers. Everybody goes to the bathroom. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, everybody yep. wants to hear covers. So uh, how has your experience been with that for presenting your, in- your original music? Um, well, we, it's like I had said, uh, it's really weird how different venues like in Jackson and in actually everywhere we've been traveling down at the coast in Louisiana, uh, everybody responds differently. Um, some people really are into original music. There's a lot of people that want to go out to, you know, watch bands that have original music. And then, like you said, but the majority of the population wants to be able to know the song and go out there and dance to it. So, but basically the way we're trying, because we have not had our EP out, uh, we've been trying to just have a good mixture. You know, I mean, the majority of what we do now is covers because we're, you know, we want to build our crowd following. And then when we have bigger crowds, we can be releasing and playing our original stuff and hopefully let them start biting on it and be like, man, that's a cool song. Um, but it's around here, especially like we play pops a lot in Jackson. Uh, we've got a really good crowd following there. And, and a lot of people there love our original music. Um, 
It's awesome to see people singing yeah. your lyrics too. Yeah, because yeah. they, they, they know mean, it. Yeah, they know it word for word. Like it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really awesome to see how over the you know because when we first. I think our first time we played there, uh, what was that, like four years? Yeah. Three, three, four years ago. But anyway, just from our first time playing there versus now, you know, how much growth and how much process, you know, progress we've made, and, and especially people knowing our originals. Um, right. Because that's our goal. You know, exactly. we want to be able to write something people can relate to and, like, man, I live that. I thought that. You know, that's mm-hmm. things that uh, it's not just something I'm making up as, like, a you know, some kind of dream or something. It's things that's really going on in my life and her life. And mm-hmm. that's how we want to get to our, you know, our crowd. I know. I keep thinking, well, you know, Zach Brown Band was a cover band there at one time, too. Yeah. So yeah. you never know, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And it's, it's hard to kind of – because you don't want to have yourself – just known as a cover band right. but it, that's why we try to keep you know we we keep playing our rhythm no, exactly i mean i think so. about all the people i listen to it's generally people that write their own stuff you exactly. know because you feel like you know them a little bit you know mm-hmm. on that, mm-hmm. that and i'm gonna feel the same way when i get yours on wednesday i'm looking forward <laughs> to that you do have a third person in the audience here uh, we do who, who is that that's with us this is brian jones he uh he's been working with us here lately uh he's like our our go to guy, um, he's in charge. Of, <laughs> he's in charge of a lot of our booking, um, getting things lined up, helping us. He uh, he's a musician as well. Um, you know, he's kind of just really helped us tremendously. Believed in us. Um, yeah. We actually met. Well, we knew knew who each other were, but we uh, we met at Pops uh, at a show at the Lax that we opened up for the Lax. And uh, Brian came to me, and we just got to talking a little bit and. He's got a lot of connections with different places, and uh, he was like, "Well, man, what's you know, what's your goal? Let's let's talk. Let's sit down and try to work then start working together." And ever since then, I mean, that when was that about February? So, man, we've been wide open yeah, ever since. Yeah, I mean, yeah. 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 Everything's been doing great. That's so awesome. You know, it used to be you just wait for somebody to discover you. Now it's all about hustle. It really is. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. You got to get. You got to get out there. And of course, you got the pavement. <laughs> exactly, and that's exactly. what y'all, y'all been in hitting the road too. We, yeah, definitely. we really have. We really have. So, uh, I mean, it's a good thing y'all actually like each other, too. Yeah, yeah. I have to pop him over the head every now and then. You do? But, yeah. you know. well, that's what sisters are good for. Hey, she right. all innocent, like you think. <laughs> <laughs> well, her halo, I mean, she can barely fit her headphones yeah, on because of that horns. halo. That's on right. That's exactly. right. What? Horns? I didn't hear that. <laughs> you have horns in your band. No, no. But you do. You, you, um, and that's, you know, when you, you pick members for your band, it's like you're picking other family members. You got to look, not that's right. per blood family, but yeah. you got to have people that you can be comfortable with that's every right. day. So. And we really are family. Is. I mean, we have just this weekend, you know, we were all together and we all went to IHOP and it was like five o'clock in the morning. And I was like, yeah. y'all, I was like, I love this. I'm not trying to be mushy or anything, but we had so much fun. Man, it's know, like being in the bar scene from Star Wars, IHOP at five yeah, in the morning. It yeah. really is. We were just <laughs> laughing, you know, cutting up. And yeah. so I love it. That makes it well. I really appreciate y'all coming in, and of course, it comes out. Cheers to goodbyes coming out on iTunes coming up on Wednesday. Hopefully, hopefully by Wednesday. Hopefully yeah. by Wednesday, I'll be looking, and uh, I'm definitely going to get it because y'all sound great. I appreciate that. Appreciate thank it. You so much. Thank you. All right, thanks for coming in. Well, great show. Want to thank, of course, Burnham Road for coming in as well. Listen for the new album. Cheers to goodbye. Also, want to thank Kimberly Campbell for coming in as well. Thanks, Sharita, for producing the show. Good day. I appreciate you for listening. Coming up next is Southern Remedy. This is Now You're Talking. We will see you next week. Right.